0: Another plane skid on the runway. See see this is why I haven't left the house. Because these planes are skidding on the runway. If a plane is skidding on the runway, my minivan don't stand a chance. <laughs> to another
1: episode of the Legendary Stay House Podcast. I'm Chris, here with Jordan. What's going on, brother? How you been? What up? The Stay House Podcast
0: can be found on all your podcast outlets. We will fulfill most, if not all, of your podcast needs. Find us on Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh uh
1: everybody else <laughs> just the whole world international
0: <laughs> yeah, anchor so you can always find us there but you know trying to trying to open his umbrella and, and spread it out that's right do I speak for the world Jordan is, is what I ask myself at
1: times I think you do. I don't I don't the world's a oh. crazy place <laughs> Okay.
0: (laughs) Shout out to the MVP podcast for having me on. Uh, Yes. The fact that, okay, so if you listen to their podcast and you listen to our podcast, you may notice that I was a little low on their podcast. And even uh, my boy Ian over there who does the editing and all that, he may have noticed it too and was like, man, I can't fix this. I want to apologize for that. I was at work. Yeah. Had to talk a little low. Apologies. Hope you uh, heard my points made, and I hope I added something to the MVP podcast. Shout out to those guys! Magnificent minds podcast for having me. They call me the Godfather or the Podfather of this, and (laughs) I'll accept it. I like that.
1: I like that. That's pretty cool.
0: I'll accept it. I like uh, like Bill Simmons, but I want to give a shout out to G Wiz the DJ, uh, the Triangle Offensive. And uh, many other, other uh, podcast endeavors. Uh, he actually kind of opened a way for me to do this. I, it always been a brainchild. But uh, I went over with some ways to get it done and make this dream come alive. So uh, mm, always always okay. appreciate it to him. Okay. Uh, like anybody in a decent way get there alone. You can't get this stepping on people's backs. You got to get some help along the way. G-Wiz uh, helped me out. And then we help each other after that, right, Jordan?
1: Absolutely, brother. You already know. We already got each other's back, man. I have to give a shout out to uh, G-Wiz and the King Dave uh, as well. Man, I, I actually took some time because honestly, you know, as much as we we do give love to our, our, our local fellow uh, brothers in arms and podcasts, uh. I always kind of focus a little bit more on our podcast obviously well I'm well, I'm sure they do the same thing for theirs uh, you know as far as just making sure the quality of the podcast is is where they want it and stuff so I really take a lot of time li- listening to our stuff but I, I, I took a minute to listen to one of the episodes of uh, the offensive tri- triangle offensives podcast uh, and it was the one on the Atlanta Robin season and it was just a, a, a overview of the whole season. I know that was a while ago when they had posted that. I just got to say, that was a real quality episode, personally, because I've been watching Atlanta since day one. And the way they broke down season two was uh, extremely – it was done extremely well. So I got to give a shout-out to G-Wiz and King Dave again for the way they do that. A- excellent podcast. Continue to listen to those guys, and we're going to keep trucking along ourselves. That's what's up uh just one added
0: note as in talking about our podcast brethren uh to the m v p podcast I love everything you guys do except one thing you throw them a government name around and uh I can't have that <laughs> <laughs> let, let me be the one that reveals that you know i'm I'm just chris from stayos don't don't throw last names you know it it re- it removes a uh the veneer the cover from around me, you know not putting my last name out there is like having that bulletproof glass at the currency exchange
1: oh, my yeah yeah you're gonna get 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 shot brother i, I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm with you on that one and you know actually i have to admit myself i slipped up a few times my myself and chris has always had to make sure he he, he censors that and and tempers my my, my 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 tongue sometimes because I, I may forget and slip up every now and then and say a fool first and last you know of our, our fellow brothers so uh got to put myself out there as well but yeah I, I, th- I think we need to keep it to first names and uh podcasts uh uh nicknames as well i, I, I we'll, we'll call him the pod father or Chris
0: yeah I mean even don't don't worry I mean it's, it's no real beef love you guys because Jordan's messed up on several occasions. He put it on the Instagram page. I had I had to hit him up. Hey, bro, what you doing? Look, yeah, I can't talk about these guys in in the bold and negative ways in which I speak about them. If they can actually find me, it again, it's it's like it's like currency exchange glass. Like it's a protection. Yes, I I hide behind anonymity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler ain't looking for me. Right, back. you never know. Jimmy Jimmy. Jimmy will get into it with anybody. You never know. You know never Jimmy, know.
0: Jimmy responds. Jimmy responds to all forms of disrespect. He's okay. threatening. Sorry, now. There you go. I'm gonna go bully him. Yep. Come on, Jimmy. Come on.
1: Be better, man.
0: Be better. Tom Ball Tough.
1: I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't it that doesn't that doesn't put fear in my heart. But just real quick, I know we didn't plan on talking about it. I found it
0: interesting though, um, his behavior of late. And I know I know Jimmy's a free agent coming up into the end of this season. And I don't think he's trying to stay with the Sixers. The reason I say that is he's complaining about getting touches because Jimmy that, Butler, for, for whatever reason, had no clue that when he got traded to the 76ers, he was the third best player.
1: No, of course not. That dude is a nomad. Everywhere he goes, he only cares about being with that team or around a certain type of player for only a certain type of time, amount of time, man. Jimmy, Jimmy needs to just go ahead and create his own team. Allow Jimmy to make his own basketball team. Go back to Tom Ball and create your own NBA team. Be the 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 coach, the manager, the the vice president, the all star, whatever you want to be. You know, by by the end of his career, I bet you Jimmy Butler's gonna play for every single team. Even that wouldn't work.
0: The reason that wouldn't work is one: Jimmy Butler would try to make himself the best player on the team. And Jimmy Butler cannot be the best player on a championship team. It's that. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Jimmy Butler is a very good NBA basketball player. He is an all-star caliber player. I said it time and again, he's bust his hump. He's worked. He's put in the, the, the tears and the blood and the sweat to get where he is. I respect that more than anything. I respect the guy that works hard and, and just doesn't, uh, flash entitlement to get where he is. I respect that. But in all that hard work, that blood, that sweat, that tears, there's just a, a fact of the matter is, if you have to put in that hard work, blood, and sweat, and tears just to get to the level he is, you're not the best player in a championship team. Yeah. You're not. The best players... The generational players, the guys that make a difference on title contenders as far as being the lead guy, those are guys who are phenomenally athletic. Those are the guys who are naturally gifted. And Jimmy yeah. Butler has gifts, but he has work-hard gifts. It's a difference between a regular guy that works hard and a naturally blessed and gifted individual that works hard. It's just a difference. The LeBrons of the world, the Giannis of the world, the Kevin Durant's, the Steph Curry's of the world. Those are players who just, they, they ate, slept, and drank basketball their whole yeah. life. And they were naturally gifted. They were naturally talented. And, yeah, they put in the work. So you take a Steph Curry, he's gotten past the injuries. You know, if we recall early in his career, the ankle injuries, the leg injuries, it took work to get past that, to break through that wall so he can be considered a, a – pretty healthy player over the past five or six years that took work. So those guys put in the work, LeBron puts in the work. If you recall, when he came into the league, they were talking about this kid was a a junior in high school and he was coming into the league. He was ready then, but we all know LeBron lacked the jump shot. LeBron lacked certain skills, certain mentality, some of of which there's still shades of still, but he worked. He has a, a reliable jump shot. He, he worked to improve his game, to become the best player in his era, in his time. So these guys work. But at the same time, it's, it's like if you start near the top and you work and you go up, and if you start near the middle and you work and you go up, you're always still going to be behind those guys who worked. But they were naturally gifted. Jimmy Butler yeah. was an athlete. I don't think he was a naturally gifted basketball player. He was an athlete. And he's good. He's good. But you're on the team with two guys who were naturally gifted basketball players. The gifts were there. Joel Embiid has possibly the best footwork of any big man since Tim Duncan. He's naturally gifted. Ben Simmons, the ability to handle the ball and run the point at six foot ten, six foot eleven, naturally gifted. Jimmy Butler is the third best player on that team.
1: Yeah, I admire Jimmy Butler for what he does. I mean, I, I will never ever take his his attitude of wanting to be the best player that he can be. That is great. I will take Jimmy Butler's resolve over most players. Don't get me wrong, you know. But just the reality of it is you're not going to be better than these athletes, the, these all-stars, these superstars, the talent that's on the team. Because when you look at when he was in, on Minnesota, you know, if we're going to talk about this just for a second, look at Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Both of those guys look like they sleepwalk into getting 20 to 30 points sometimes. You know, Jimmy Butler looks like he has to go through a brick wall to to do what he has to do. And that, that, that'll tell you everything you need to know. You know, you, you you put in all of this work, and that is extremely commendable. But you look at somebody who's just naturally gifted, who just kind of just goes and, you know, la da ho-hums through a game and just doesn't look like they're there until they, they, they start, until they just turn it up whenever they want. Then, you know, that, that's, that's a natural talent. You know, Andrew Wiggins, to me, has always been somebody that, do so much more than what he has done. And he still will get you a good you know, every now and then 15 to 30 points, you know in that range. And a lot of people criticize him because they don't think he really is taking his game to the next level, which I agree with. I'm there too. Would you you take Andrew Wiggins over Jimmy Butler? (sighs) I know that's a hard question to ask. If you, because if, of you the- if you asked me this two
0: years ago, I would say yes. Right okay. now, because Wiggins is older. And it's, it's funny to say Wiggins is older and he's like, what, 26? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Goodness.
0: He's older and some of the shiny is wearing off. I mean, like if that dude, like if you put Jimmy's brain and mentality in some of these guys, it will be unstoppable. That's why I respect his mentality. He's just yeah. – his personality is just irritating. Um, yeah. If you put Jimmy's brain into Andrew Wiggins, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's probably a top-ten player in the league. Yeah, But yeah, absolutely. Wiggins league is just so nonchalant about things and just – he doesn't want to push himself. Yeah. Oh, man. Seems like a missed opportunity with this kid. It really does. It really does. And we saw it at Kansas. People were saying that like he didn't want to grab the bull by the horns. He was con- he seemed content with not necessarily being the best guy. You know, he just seems content with getting some numbers and and, and moving on. But right now, I might take Jimmy. I just don't like. I just don't like the problems that come with his personality.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I blame it on Mark Wahlberg.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: jokingly, yes. But I think some of it
0: is. Hollywood,
1: of it is. Jimmy, man. Hollywood Jimmy, baby.
0: You know, it's been said, like, Mark Wahlberg gets picks roles in movies that are actually him. Because really? he, he lacks... It's just been said he lacks the range as an actor, so his roles are always these uh, underdog, coming of age type roles where the whole world's against him and he does things despite uh, despite the odds. You know the the guy against all odds roles. If you, well, if you look at some of his movies, he's he's generally that guy. Um, that's what Jimmy Butler is. So. So I think it's not necessarily that he's taken on Mark Wahlberg's persona, but I think both of them have that mentality, and that's what drew them to each other. And it it has magnified, it has intensified Jimmy's
1: personality.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: not- I, I- I think it just brings out what was already there, you know. When a person is not used to having the spotlight, and then they get it, they don't know how to act. That's that. That's kind of how, to me, Jimmy was.
0: Yeah, but he's got he's got to stop that. Uh, he's got to stop that trash. You're not better than Joel Embiid. You're better than Ben Simmons right now, but not enough to complain about. Uh, and next year, Ben Simmons will be better than you because Ben Simmons has hit one three this year, I do believe. So, it's just a matter of time before that dude's making 10 a season.
1: One, <laughs> one encounter. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will see. Have you seen the video where he's, like, making threes going around the arc?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I actually sent it to a group. I saw that mess that had me dying where they showed all the guys who, who uh sit on the sidelines at the dunk contest and uh <laughs> you know when Kenny is like uh uh <laughs> let's go home. Let's go home. <laughs> that had me dying laughing. He hit about five threes in a row. I said, I can't believe it. His his form still looks hideous, but he made it. NBA Dan
0: Simmons is coming for you. I'm really? telling you, he starts banging them trays. It's over.
1: Yeah, it is over. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing that's missing from it is a nice looking jump shot. Yeah,
0: because he is not Giannis. He cannot no. somehow still do whatever he wants, despite the fact he can't shoot past twenty feet. That's what makes Giannis's season so amazing. Because you're talking about a guy who is still playing on the perimeter. Right, yeah. Do um, you remember the LeBron James game when well, he was young in his career, and he had that Cleveland team that was that was better than most people will give them credit for? But he had that Cleveland team, and he kind of just went nuts on the Pistons the year he went to the finals and got smashed by the Spurs the first time. Really? And he had like a he had like a game against the Pistons, dude. Where for the fourth quarter and overtime. They couldn't do anything to stop him. Like he would he would get the ball on on the on the left wing, on the right wing, and he would just go to the basket every time. And it would either be a foul, a layup, or a dunk. Every time. Every time. LeBron wasn't playing with no jump shots. Every rip he was going to the bucket against the Pistons and Ben Wallace and all of them. Like <laughs> that was the first time I saw that dude determined to win a game. Giannis is doing this every game. He gets the ball, and I know it's a little easier for him because he can take two steps from half court and get to the basket. But he's getting the ball, and he's going to the cup from the perimeter every time, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. Haven't seen anything like that in a while, man. Not in this three-point era. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think he should be the MVP, at least at this point.
1: uh, Go ahead. No, no, I I agree with you. I think he I think he's he's up there. I think he's up there. Obviously, we know who the other candidate is, uh, but uh, I think he is actually up there. He's what he's doing is amazing because there is there is still a limit to his game
0: isn't he like he's either leading the league or in the top three in dunks from the perimeter. When you go into a game against the Milwaukee Bucks, you know at some point you're going to get dunked on. And you can't do anything about
1: it. Of course you can't do nothing about it. The man got Stretch Armstrong arms, man. He can't, can't, ain't no way you can stop that. There's no way you can stop that. Mercy.
0: Well, we talked about the other individual who's in the MVP running. We're going to elaborate on him a bit today. That is James
1: Harden. That's right, the bearded one.
0: James Harden is
1: putting up digits. Yeah, I don't know.
0: And I'm guessing Jordan likes him because he's left-handed and flops a
1: lot. Like so. oh, very, very funny, very funny, <laughs> very funny. I, I don't think I flopped, but uh, yeah, he, he he's doing he's doing some crazy things. He's doing historic things. Uh, I, I don't want to cast too much uh, of a of a dark cloud on him because I do have a few things that kind of I don't know. Maybe. I would think that that, that isn't I don't want to hype him up that much. But at the same time, I don't want to take away from what he is doing because it is pretty great. Uh, but I, j- I just think that because of just how much he has the ball in his hands, the usage, the amount of shots he takes, the amount of free throws that he's able to get with the referees on his side, in my opinion, uh, I just think that James is is doing whatever he wants out there. He cannot be stopped.
0: I'm, I'm- – the only thing that bothers me right now about his game, obviously he's back to the point where he's saving energy on the defensive end because, like, at one point he was trying. Like, It doesn't seem like he's trying anymore. But he – and and to his credit, he's kind of pulling the LeBron where you know you're going to have to expend so much energy on one end that you're just like, if you're not smart enough to pass it to the guy on guard, then I'm not guarding anybody. Yeah. So, you know, I, I blame the other team's coaches for that. But the numbers that he's putting up right now, the, the scoring he's doing, it's, it's phenomenal. I just don't like – the only thing I'm not liking right now are the three-point play files. And if you're going to allow him to travel on his step backs, which I believe they're allowing him to do, you're going to allow him to take the the two jump stop step backs. For a defender to have to close that space is going to take a little momentum. Now, it is a very uh, deceptive and, and devious approach if you're James Harden. But, you know, he, he kicks out a little bit. It's not a straight up and down jump shot for him. and He jumps forward a little bit. So you can't call every single, which they're not but they're calling too many still. You can't call every single foul where contact is made with his jump shot. Because I, I believe a person can practice and train his jump shot in a way where he you intentionally are drawing contact. That's what Reggie Miller used to do. Right. And I, I think James has kind of made some adaptations to his shot. So he's drawing a few more fouls on that three point shot.
1: Yeah, I, I think that um I mean, let's be honest. We already know when when it comes to superstars, they get treatment. They get some 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 things going their way. Uh obviously Steph Curry tried to do the same thing and uh he got called for a travel and he was trying to point out, hey, you know, James can do it. But clearly we all know that step back, that double step back, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is is a travel, and uh, he he gets away with it. That's part of his repertoire, and it's unguardable because you, you're not supposed to be able to get away with it. But you you know what it is, man. That man is a superstar. You know it, it's his time, and uh, that that that's pretty much that's pretty much what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and let's not take away from what he's doing, man. He is again, he's putting up video game numbers right now. Video game numbers right now. Did you see the the video? And I'm not a big advocate on uh, promoting or pushing the uh, four-letter worldwide leader, but (laughs) did you see the video? And the only reason I noticed this is because I kind of like watching Scottie Pippen talk about basketball because it's smart, but it it doesn't sound smart.
1: (laughs) Well, he doesn't. He doesn't articulate, or he just doesn't use big words. What? What's? What is it? Well, you know, Scotty is
0: as as big city as he wants to act, and as superstars he wants to act. Scotty's still country, so everything still sounds like this. That's right. Yeah, this this is Scotty. Um, Scotta-a, Scotta Pippen. <laughs> if, if I'm to guard, James Harden. But he put out a video on how he would guard James Harden. Yeah, and him and Tracy McGrady, and I just sometimes I like to hear the players analyze things from the vantage point of what they would do. Especially guys who are great at their craft. Scottie Pippen was a great perimeter defender, and to see what he would do against James Harden, it w- it was at least interesting. I'm, I'm not going to comment on the accuracy or whether it would work, but it would at least be interesting how he would do against James Harden. So if you haven't seen that, t- just take a look at it. It's an eight-minute video. It's not going to take up too much of your day. But I thought it was interesting.
1: Here's my thing with that, though, man. I I, I, I am all for that, but the biggest thing you got to keep in mind is factoring in the rules of yesteryear NBA and the year and the NBA now. Like yes. the way Scottie Pippen guarded back then, very of physical. course, yeah, very physical. You could get away with a lot of things. And even if you didn't try to do any little little sneaky thing, even just playing hard-nosed defense right now in this age, you'll probably get called for a foul, especially if you're going up against a superstar like James Harden when he's going up to the basket. You know he does that little undercut layup move where he gets he gets the automatic call no matter what. Uh, so so I, I give props to Scotty for breaking down, yeah, okay, well, this is how you would do it, and this is how I would guard him. Sure, but would it work? Uh, maybe, maybe not. You got—you you never know.
0: I want to see a one-on-one game with Giannis and James Harden. Like, I think I would—I would pay twenty dollars to watch that. A real hard-nosed one-on-one game with Giannis and James Harden, because Giannis doesn't want to be anybody's friend right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I, like, I like his approach to basketball right now. He's not he's not trying to make friends with anybody.
1: Anymore. Yeah, that's how you gotta be. So that's old school. That's exactly that's, what I like. Don't 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 team up, man. Go out and get it.
0: That's old school. That being said, enjoy him while you got him,
1: Milwaukee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly.
0: And while we're talking about step back flares, I just want to give a shout out to Luka Doncic. Whose legal step back is lethal?
1: Yeah, now that's now that's a step back.
0: That thing is lethal right now, and I hate to say it. Well, I don't. I don't hate to say it. I call this man. <laughs> I told everybody. Luca lacked athleticism, but what he lacked in athleticism, he had in raw skill. And some players just know how to play basketball. That's why I. Uh, harken back to when people talk about just the athleticism and how uh, players and are more athletic these days just because people are quote unquote more athletic these days doesn't mean they're better basketball players when it comes to athleticism luka doncic is probably in somewhere in the middle of of this league oh um, yeah he's probably jumbled in with some some white centers and, you know, some, some slow fat guys, and Cristiano Felicio.
1: Oh, God! You know,
0: when it comes to sheer basketball skill and ability and knowing how to get your shot up, no matter who's in front of you, Luca is amongst the best in the league. He knows how to get a shot up. He knows angles. He knows how to make plays. And that's no. what it's all about. That's what Larry Bird did. That's what Larry Bird did. And when you hear this talk on social media, about how the players in the 80s and 90s were plumbers. Come on, dude. They, there was way more skill as far as basketball on an all-around level. Guys are a little more athletic from top to bottom, but the top was still as, just as athletic. You can't tell me that Dominique Wilkins wasn't as athletic as anybody today. Right. You know, Michael Jordan wasn't as athletic as anybody today. The Isaiah Thomas wasn't as quick and good with the basketball as any point guard today. So, you know, you're going to always have athletes. Um, one guy I follow on social media is Jerry Harrison Jr. Okay. Chicago area product, former Cub. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch But his father played for the Sox. And I think he has both. Yeah. I think on Instagram, so he had both jerseys in his in his hand or whatever. But he makes good points. He's a he's an advocate of Jordan. A very strong advocate of Jordan. And he just, he likes to uh, he likes to kind of spar a little bit with the with the LeBron guys. And I'm not going to make this a Jordan-LeBron thing again. I think we've settled this for, at least for the year. I mean, I'm sure Stans will bring it up again in a few months. But One of the arguments is that Jordan and those era, the era of players played against plumbers, meaning unathletic white guys. That's their phrase. (laughs) So my point is this, and he put this up and I agree wholeheartedly. He posted a picture of Michael Jordan, Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson who we know to be three of the most athletic players of our era. That's right. When I say our era, I mean, eighties, nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really think that they couldn't compete in today's game in their, in their sports? I mean, Bo Jackson. It's rumored to run like a four, one, four, two, four, two. Michael Jordan ran a 4-3 in college, but a 48-inch vertical. Those are numbers that still would hold a lot of water today. So you can't just fall back on guys who are less athletic. They were just as athletic. And then the eras of of these players overlap. You can't sit up here and, oh, I'm doing it. Goodness. So when you take LeBron James and Michael Jordan, their eras overlap. So, to say that the athleticism faltered that much is, is preposterous. Michael Jordan played until the early 2000s. LeBron James came in literally two years, two or three years after Michael Jordan. So, you mean to tell me in those three years, <laughs> three or four years, the game that, is that much different? Athleticism changed that much?
1: Exactly. Yeah, not at all. Alright, I'm off that. Um to <laughs> get me started again. You
0: know how I get when I get started, Jordan.
1: I already know. Yeah, we, we already knew about the rants. Come on, let's just let's just keep it moving.
0: <laughs> even though even though I'm I'm hearing critical acclaim for our Bulls show when after Fred Hoyberg got fired. And Jordan liked it. But Jordan was just like, you know, I can't keep blacking out on the because, you know, he's like, I'm here for a reason, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, hey, I, I was I was here for all that. I was listening very intently, but I think they probably thought that I died.
0: <laughs> That's okay. Jordan is alive and well. Jordan is a very valuable member of the Us team, the Stayos
1: Brotherhood I'm podcast. Brother, I'm not I'm not a pod father, but uh, I guess I, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a pot of wine. I call myself a pot of wine. That's-
0: that's pretty nice. That is pretty nice quality. <laughs> so, another topic we wanted to jump into is coaches, and we've been talking about getting into this for a while, and it doesn't have an expiration date, <laughs> it doesn't have an expiration date. because it's going to always happen. And the question is, do coaches in, in any and every sport? do coaches have an expiration date? What do you think, Jordan?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, eventually when you uh, keep milk inside of the fridge too long and it goes past its date, it gets spoiled. And that's exactly what I think coaches across sports, outside of the just extremely good and the great ones, uh, you know, as we know, we can kind of name them on on our fingers, they're, they're 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 replaceable i think that after a while a person's voice kind of gets old and it gets repetitive and you just need some new flavor um that's why you can appreciate a coach that knows how to switch it up knows how to be a people person knows how to really get to uh uh the individual players uh, uh and not just not just talks x's and o's it's not just a a, a uh, the type of coach that just says, okay, this is what you all need to do now, get out there and do it. No, is, is there a people person? You know, I think of people like uh, Rick Popovich and uh, Khrushchevsky, and Phil Jackson. Marvin exactly. Marvin Lewis.
0: Marvin Lewis, um... No, not Marvin Lewis.
1: Wait, oh, I thought you, dude, see, so you throwing me off. Marvin Lewis. Okay, whatever.
0: He was the longest senior coach in football. That wasn't due to his ability. That was due to his pictures.
1: Unfortunate. <laughs> but, yeah, my, my point is, like, like guys like Bill Belichick, man. I mean, even though Belichick is, like, an evil monster, I don't get his attitude. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, coaches do have an expiration date. Uh, it, 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 sometimes it kind of factors what, – what factors in is – the chemistry of uh, the team, the, the, the amount of winning, the amount of success. Because to be honest with you, I think Steve Kerr, in my opinion, is great because of the team that he has and just how just filled with stars they are. He lets that team run itself, and he's just along for the ride. He doesn't really have to do too much. And so when you have a, a, a coach like that, nobody's looking for him to get fired because the team is just doing extremely well and there's no no end in sight. So when you have a player a, a coach like that that's also along with the team that's very successful, then you you you're going to be sti- you're going to stick around for a minute cuz there's no reason to fix what's not broken. But when you have something that's that's broken that needs to be fixed bulls uh then you're going to con- continuously go on the, the merry-go-round of coaches, from hard-nosed coaches to soft-core coaches to hard-nosed coaches again to soft coaches again. You know, and and of course we know where that really stems from because now you got the the the, the guard pack show, which that needs to change. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree that after a while, a coach's voice, a coach's strategy, uh, it it, it runs out. It, it can definitely run out. I think that you're spot on, you're spot on. A,
0: a voice gets old. The reason you have the long tenured coaches is those are the coaches, the special ones that can create a culture. And now part of the success of a coach for to, to a great extent, is if that front office is is on board with that coach creating a culture yeah, and then that becoming the vision of the entire organization. Or if you have a culture and the coach does things to contribute to it or sends it in a certain direction, that, that you kind of move the needle left and right, as long as it's not moving too much with that culture, kind of like how Golden State is doing things. You brought up Steve Kerr and I think if Steve Kerr follows that Greg Popovich model. Here's the thing that happened with Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich had the good fortune of getting Tim Duncan in early. Uh, he was already in that organization. So the culture was already started. But he was already on board with the culture with David Robinson. And that passed down to Tim Duncan and Tim Duncan was there for 20 was it years? Right, so every player that came in under Tim Duncan realized what the culture was because the best player was on board with the culture. So when you get the best player, when you get through to the best player, and he create you to create that culture, and then everybody that comes in under that follow suit, you now have a generational culture, which is what Pop created. You don't have that relationship with a lot of teams, even if you notice know with Belichick. There's a culture there, and it's created by the coach and the best player, Tom Brady. Right. So your long-tenured coaches have that guy, that number one guy there who carries out the culture. And even when that guy leaves, there was a second guy or a guy in waiting who that number one guy took on. And said, hey, this is how we do things around here. So in effect, you're creating assistant coaches through the players in your culture. And then your actual assistant coaches buy into that culture, and then they can take that culture elsewhere, or when you retire, that culture picks up in some cases. So I think that's what happens with with the really good coaches, which are few and far between. But it has to be an organization that's willing to allow the coach to be the, the, the pivot point for that culture, to instill it. Bulls. (laughs)
1: Bulls. <laughs> yes. We're looking at you, Chicago.
0: <laughs> now, what can happen is if you don't instill that culture into uh, your players so that it moves generationally yeah. or if your top guy leaves, then you can have a bit of an issue because you got to create that culture with a new number one guy if it hasn't been created already. And I think Having your best players on board is what enhances that culture. Yeah. The Bulls, for for example, when Tibbs was here, when Tibbs was here, had Derrick Rose not gotten hurt, let's call it like it is, had Derrick Rose not gotten hurt, the Bulls would have been a different animal.
1: Yeah, I agree. They
0: may, not have, they may or may not have gotten the title, but there would have been a culture there because Derrick brought and bought into that culture and he wasn't going anywhere. So you would have had a situation where there was a certain culture instilled, and would have kept going. People say his voice got old. Yes, it did. Part of the reason it got old is the biggest advocate Tibbs had his best player. Then his other, the other lieutenants that that best player had, they left, they got hurt, they were no longer the lead dog. So when you change your lead dog, and the lead dog ain't about that culture or well, he's not fully really committed to it, Jimmy Butler, then you have a breakdown. right? And then a front office guard packs that when the coach gets the credit for creating a culture, they want to take credit for creating a culture. But in general, the coaches, the voice does get old. Voice does get old, but it's imperative, and Greg Popovich realized this to have that that generational gap closer. Right. You just can't you just can't come in and be pop like Boylan's trying to do. Or like any coach, I'm gonna be like pop. I'm gonna do that. No, you can't do that. That's why you have to give the coaches like holder some credit, you know, who who go in and they say, Okay, hey, this is what worked over here. I'm gonna try here. But one thing Pop did, and Budenholzer does this well, too, they coach the personnel and coach their style. So Budenhozer's not coaching the Milwaukee Bucks the way he coached the Atlanta uh, Atlanta Hawks. Right. He's not. Right. He realizes he has, so he has to do it differently. And that's part of what makes a good coach, too. Yeah, but yeah, the coach's voice can't get old, definitely.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's just like anything else. When you continuously, let's just say, you we, like, we we get on a grub report and we talk about all these different foods that we eat and uh, the different spots that we can go to and try out. But let's just be real. If we went to your favorite spot over and over and over again, you ate the same thing again and again and again and again. At a certain point, you're going to get tired of eating it because you're you you haven't tasted anything different. You're going to get used to that taste, and then you're gonna you're gonna grow to actually not like it. It's it's going to be disgusting, or at least it's going to take some time for you to okay. I, I want this again, but that's the whole that's the beauty of having a, a variety of things. And you know, sometimes when that that same record keeps playing, it's like okay, let's change this up. We need a new tune, you know. So. You, you 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 have to be really really good at what you do in order to continue to get through to a player and uh yeah that's that, that that's why again i i stay i said i said what i said and i totally agree with you that it, it sometimes calls for just a different voice and a different uh different different uh strategy
0: now winning helps that and you pointed that out and, and we all know that winning helps it And winning allows you to take chances. Now, we saw that, and I I thought, honestly, me personally, some people viewed it as disrespectful, but I saw it as a genius move as far as his team and coaching his team. When Steve Kerr let his players coach. I think it was a genius move because of this. He said himself, I don't let them to get tired of my voice or they're getting tired of my voice. Let them coach themselves. So, they can see what's involved in it. Right. That voice won't get tiring to them. So, he realized too that in some instances, hearing the same thing over and over again it can be tiring. It can become boring. It can become a situation where it's monotonous and it's not getting home as much. So, you got to be able to throw some spice in there. Winning allows you to do that, winning allows you that leeway. But when you're fighting for every single game and you're just above 500 and you're clawing to get that six, seven seed in the playoffs, you can't say, you know what? Today I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and let Iggy coach. Right. Can't pull. it. But when you know it in the end, you're gonna be the one, two, or three seed, and and you're coasting the end. Yeah, you can pull that. So winning, just like anything, winning helps culture. So. And it allows you to to maneuver within your environment. uh,
1: It's the same. I was just going to say it's the same thing with like the Chicago Bears. Now that I'm thinking about it, if this whole season, like we we predicted before it happened, that the Bears weren't going to be as good as what they end up being, the end result was, but we knew this was going to be, Met with growing cranes. It was going to. It was. There was going to be some bumps along the road, especially, especially with uh second year quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky under the first first year new scheme, and uh, a first year coach, and a whole bunch of new players that came in, and 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 of course you got Khalil Mack, but all of it came together so fast. And while they were growing together, they were winning. And let's just say they were growing together this whole season, but they ended up eight and eight, or seven and nine, or six and ten. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't be as 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 good, and and maybe there would be a little bit more tension. Maybe a little bit more frustration. You know, we got to do this better. We got to do that better. But they grew as a team, and they continue to grow into bigger and greater expectations while they were winning. And so, like you said, that's what kind of cure is it is. You know, you continue to have success. Nobody is looking for the door. Nobody is asking for you to leave if you're going to continue to win. Because, again, why fix what's not broken?
0: Yeah. And as a front office, you got to be, especially with football, where things are a little more unpredictable, you got to be willing to ride up downs a little bit when you know you have a good coach and good culture. So, you know, if you know you got the, a team – culture in place that's going to produce victory. Not everybody's the Patriots. You know, not everybody is also, not everybody's going to benefit from having uh, historically weak divisions year in and year out. But, you know, if the Patriots were to go 6-10 and 10 next year, they wouldn't be in a hurry to fire Belichick because they know Belichick has something in place where, okay, we'll be back next year.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you have to be willing to ride it out. And in football, especially, it seems like these these organizations are losing patience, and I and I don't think that that's the way to go. Unless you just know your coach is a numbskull, you know, two games in, yeah. you you got to ride it out. So, you know, if Nagy went seven and nine next year, I wouldn't be like oh, he needs to go. I, I wouldn't be there. No, because I know he's done some things to instill a culture in this team that the Bears that um, that could could go on for quite some time. So. You gotta be very balancing your view, and that's that's where a good GM comes in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you. But moving on, uh we
0: may we may revisit that topic later, but uh just something to keep in mind. Moving on, real quick, uh it is championship weekend for the NFL. Who you got going to the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, this is actually tougher than I thought it would be. Uh you got four really good teams, really uh exciting offenses. Uh I was listening recently to a a, a a local uh sports radio show and uh one of the guys was saying that he actually wants to see the two old guys duke it out because there's rumors that depending on who wins, if if it's the Saints versus the Patriots at the end of it all and uh Whoever wins, they 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 may go out on top. They may retire. Now I don't know how true that is. That was just a rumor that I heard uh, from a show, not my own rumor. I, I don't have any sources. I don't got a guy that's on the on the on the prowl, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, I would like to see Pat Mahomes, honestly, uh, versus whoever. I don't care who who ends up playing against him. I just want to see the Chiefs in the uh, Super Bowl and see what he can do. You're only saying that because you hate the Patriots. Uh, I have a little bit of hatred I actually kind of winded down. It was the same type of hatred I used to have for Kobe Bryant until like later on when I just started respecting him more. But when I first like watched Kobe, I just didn't like him at all. I despised everything about Kobe, but then after a while, it just kind he just kind of grew on me and it was like, okay, yeah, he's great. All right, fine. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I, I had the exact same sentiments for Kobe. It was just like, oh, oh. Then one day I was like, you know what? This dude is good. You really, really
1: he good. just came out of nowhere. Okay, fine. All right, you're gonna you're gonna continue this score. All right.
0: He he does some pretty great things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's I guess he's one of the greats.
0: So you're just hoping for Chiefs versus anybody. So you're not actually rooting for a retirement bowl.
1: No, I'm not rooting for it. It would be nice. I mean, in in, in my own biased way, I think if that were to happen, go ahead and get uh, Drew Brees out of the way if he wants to retire, which I don't think he's close to retire. I think he may have a few more years in him, especially with this type of offense. I think he'll be set up for success for a minute. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady, if he wins – is going to retire. In my opinion, I think he may give it a few years too, but I don't know. If the rumors are true and one of them may choose to go out on top, then okay.
0: I think they both have one year left, two years max, both of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's about right, yeah.
0: I'm picking what I want to see is a rematch of the best game of the year, and hopefully they can repeat that. I want to see the Chiefs and Rams again.
1: So you like, you like offense, because that clearly had no defense in it. I, it's not that I like – I do like offense, but I do love defense. It's not that I like
0: offense. It's just I think that would be the best game.
1: I got you. Okay.
0: I think that would be the best game. Like, that could – and then you'd have – it could bring viewership back for several reasons. Yeah. Um, several reasons. It's already in place, and then the result of the game, it could bring viewership back. So not that I'm going to say rooting for the NFL, but it just seems like the most, the most storylines, the most threads, the most excitement could go into that particular Super Bowl matchup, the
1: Rams and the Chiefs. I wouldn't be mad. I mean I'm I'm not mad either way, you know. Outside of course the Bears not being in it. I I I I'm not really right. mad at anything, any 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 uh outcome.
0: They're very worthy teams. Four very worthy teams. None of which in my opinion are better than the Bears. The only team I think could compete with the Bears out of this four is the Chiefs. Yeah. Just because they can't put up so much so many points. Yeah. Better than the Bears, in my opinion, but four very worthy entrance into the Super Bowl party.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, it 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 like you said, none of them are better than the Bears, and they won't be next year when we get Kareem Hunt. I'm I'm saying it now, fellas. I'm saying it now. Oh, that's a slippery slope right there. I know. I know. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> we'll get into that uh, in the episode, perhaps. <laughs> that's a slippery slope. Man. But we're gonna hop on to the Grub Report, the beloved Grub Report. Mm. Take a ride to Snacktown.
1: Town. What, what, oh, you you got something? Go ahead. What you got?
0: Nothing. If 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 you're in the Chicago area, Chicago land, Northwest Indiana, uh, Northwestern Chicago suburbs you know that this day is, okay you know that this day is the pits like this day is terrible yeah it's pretty so we've had a we've had the first round of snow which in my area has dumped roughly 4 to 5 inches and then i just got a on on my phone on my phone uh, right before we started i got another message from NBC Weather. That another round of snow is headed in. Oh. so
1: God! You have to get punched again. This snow about is coming to back with a vengeance. It's 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 bringing it's 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 catching up to all the days when there was nothing outside, and now now it just wants to come back in two two whole days.
0: This is the Bears' defense of snow. Yeah, It's uh. It's going to punch you in the mouth early and you may not recover. <laughs> and it's going to come in waves. And then and it's then, supposed to get warm one day, which I believe is Tuesday, and at the end of Tuesday after the warmth, and when I say warmth, I use it very loosely. Warmth meaning 33 degrees.
1: Yeah, 30. yeah. yeah.
0: And then at the end of that, it's going to snow again and then get really cold. So I say this jokingly, but not jokingly. Uh, just be careful. Try not to die over these next few days. The streets are going to be terrible. You know, check on your loved ones.
1: I'm actually, uh, I'm actually going to be braving the weather right after we get off this podcast. Because as crazy as it sounds, I'm going to be going to the gym to play basketball with a few guys. So uh, hopefully, everybody out there can uh, can. Uh, Make sure that I'm safe. Uh, just, just make sure that uh, you all are nice and, and, and tucked away in your homes. But uh, I am going to be crazy for one night, and I'm going to go to a gym. It's not that far. It's about 20 minutes away. But, uh,
0: yeah. Because Jordan is a man of his word, and he's committed to teaching the truth to the young youth.
1: <laughs> the, I guess. If that's how you want to call it, Yeah.
0: So we're going to let Jordan go ahead and dive into his grub report so he can go maybe beat the second storm.
1: Yeah. Now, this this spot, I keep passing it. So I want to recommend it because I was told by somebody else that it actually is a very delicious place to go to. However, I have not tried it, but it is on my list of plates places to try. And uh, it's, it's further north. It's on the north side. So, again, if you all are in the area of, let's say, Irving Park Road, with which is 4,000 north, uh, I'm talking about a spot, a Mexican spot. Everybody knows I really love Mexican food. And if you don't know, well, now you know. It's called CTA, which is short for not Chicago Transit Authority, Chicago Taco Authority, people. Uh, one of my guys... What would you get? <laughs> yeah, it 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 it's it's uh it's a it's a really good spot to eat from what I've heard. I keep seeing all of my my different friends post pictures of the type of tacos that they get there, and they're always talking about how delicious it is. So that is the place that I am recommending, not only for myself but for everybody else. The exact address is forty two nineteen West Irving Park Road. Uh, it's a bit of a drive, but uh, like I said, if you're actually in that area, if you want something to eat, or if you just want to travel to try something different, cause I'm the type of person where, like I said, if I like Mexican food, I'm going to go to and travel to different spots just to kind of, you know, rank I do. I like doing a lot of ranking. So if a person, if, if if some restaurant says, you know, they got the best tacos or they got on their awning or their, 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 their slogan is we make the best this in town, or this is the best in the world. Yeah, well, well, I'll make sure of that. So Chicago Taco Authority is on my list. Uh, steak tacos will be what I will be devouring when I go there. And I also will check to see what their chata is like, because uh, that is my also my favorite drink as well. So Chicago Taco Authority, check it out. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, those restaurants that say they have the
0: best something in the world. It's like it's like the women who drive cars and either their license plate or they have a logo on their car that refers to how cute or sexy they are. <laughs> it's it's probably completely wrong. Yeah, a little off. You know, it's you've been driving down the street and you stop at a gas station and it's like a, a license plate or a logo that they had etched on their car or a sticker. And it says Miss Gorgeous, and then she gets out, and she's got one big leg and one little leg, and it's like you're you're not Miss Gorgeous, can't be. <laughs>
1: I don't even know who named you that. Oh, man, some people some people gotta hype themselves up, man. You gotta be your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in truth, justice, and uh,
0: which is truth and justice. <laughs>
1: All that is fair and right. Yeah, I got you.
0: I mean, just hype yourself up. Be real with yourself. You know, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a four, it's okay to believe you're a six. But don't go
1: around talking like you. are 10 I'm a 10, honey. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Nice spot. Um, firstly, I want to apologize to my body again. I've been broke lit. Oh. And oh, what did you? What so did you happens do? that the clown is offering two for five? Oh no, not the clown! And and I and I have purchased from the clown quite a bit in the last week.
1: It's the, perfect,
0: it's the perfect storm of my poverty. My. Forgetting to drink lunch. So a little bit of poverty, a little bit of uh, senility and desperation. <laughs> senility. I love it. I love it. So that's, that's pretty much what the arches are. It's, it's, it's the production of poverty, senility and desperation. That's what I've been eating lately. So as far as my, my grub spot, I'm going to go back, Jordan. And I'm going to recommend a spot that I want to go to, that I haven't had the chance to go to because of my poverty and lack of desire to go far away from anything that I had. And that is a place called Leghorn Chicken. Now, Leghorn Chicken, have you been
1: there? No, no, no. I think I, I think I've, I've seen it. I think I've seen it. They but go ahead. Chicken.
0: Um, they specialize in chicken. So, but mostly it's like tenders, sandwiches, things like that. I think they do fried chicken, but it's mostly like tenders and sandwiches that I've seen. I have uh, looked them up, followed them on social media. They're not too far from the job, but they're like they're in a location where it would take a while to get there. They're in the, they're near Northwest area. Actually, I think it's right before you get to the to the rough part of the west side, so to speak, in the Chicagoland area. But they have variety of chicken. It looks great. They have the Nashville hot stuff, which I love. That that vinegar-based but real hot sauce on the chicken that seems to go well with, with fried bread chicken. So I'm going to give them a shot. I don't have an exact address for you right now, right this minute,
1: but. When I stop there i will get a report and i will get coordinates um i'm 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 sorry I, I had to look it up i I do have an address, but I'm just looking at some of these enticing pictures oh my god uh nine fifty nine northwestern avenue but uh my god these pictures look amazing okay yep yeah, I will be going here thank you very much <laughs>
0: We already
1: have a fan. Yeah, it looks like they have a have a meal where there's like this, this, this fried chicken on top, cutting like quarters on top of some sort of couscous rice and and spinach or kale. or I don't know what it is, but it looks good. It looks like they, they kind of do a little variety of stuff. So, man, that 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 looks amazing. Yep. That will be on the list. And I meant to tell you yesterday we we had a a, a shout out from a, a fellow listener who uh, I think he listens to all of our shows. His name is AJ. He just wanted me to tell you, man, make sure that we we actually followed through, which is a reminder to me because I completely forgot about this challenge. But remember a, a, a while ago, you told me you went to Whisk and you got the Ron Swanson burger and you didn't finish it. And uh, one of my guys I was with yesterday reminded me that, uh, hey, 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 when you all go, make sure you let me know because I want to try that Ron Swanson burger or Ron Swanson whatever it is. Oh, yeah. This has changed their so, hours.
0: I think they have, they're have they open longer now. they open earlier, and I think they stay open later now. So, you know, their hours have changed. I think they may have expanded their menu a little bit. They have some bigger offerings, but uh-oh. the Swanson burger is still there. They're very strong into Swanson, man. So even on their advertisements on Instagram, things like that, they're showing that Swanson burger, pushing the Ron Swanson agenda. So they're all about eating of the animal, eating of the carcasses. So (laughs) beef and pork, my friend, and chicken, you're going to get that when you go to Whisk. So we definitely got to hit that up. And like you saw with Leghorn Chicken, we got to hit that up. So that's on the list. Stay list. I don't mind returning to whisk either. So once this mm-hmm. goes away, yeah, let's let's. And, and once the snow goes away and my annual raise kicks in, and I'll have a little bit of spending money and get past the <laughs> the bill portion of my year. I'm going to start
1: indulging a bit. That's that's what I'm talking about. Let's 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 put that on the list on the on the schedule. By show,
0: we thank you all for listening to us once again here at the Stay Us Podcast. Again, subscribe to us. Check all your podcast outlets. We're on Google, whatever Apple does, Apple, uh, Google Play, Google Podcasts. Um, I think we're on Stitcher. Check them out. We're definitely on Spotify. Anchor, of course, is the home base. Follow yes, us. Sir. Uh, subscribe to us on those, man. That way, when we put something out, it just pops up on your phone. It gives you a notification. You can jump right on and give us a listen. Follow us on social media, Twitter as well as Instagram at Stayos Podcasts. And our Instagram feed, uh, you know, we might retweet some stuff that we follow. Interesting, especially our food spots on Instagram. We get those delicious options that we can mm. put back out to you. That way the picture will match our words and you'll see with your eyes what we taste. That's right. You can follow us there at Stayos Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. It's always been a pleasure to give you guys some good Stayos. I'm Chris. Been here with Jordan. Jordan, be safe out here in this weather.
1: Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that. Everybody else, man, stay warm. Be safe. St- yeah,
0: Jordan out here battling the elements. I hope these kids are appreciative of you. You're like a big brother, man. I'm telling you. Doing it out here for the young youth.
1: Yeah. Hopefully I don't I don't uh break my ankle tonight.
0: Don't you don't you wish that evil on yourself, Ricky.
1: <laughs> we'll see, but yeah, we'll have a good time, man. We'll be out for a few hours, then I'm gonna head right back home to the wife and get under these covers. Didn't need to hear that. So That is not what I meant, but okay. I'm Chris, and with Jordan, (laughs) y'all
0: have a good one. I'll let you next time. All right.